Good morning. Good morning. Java Delight will uplift you. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Grab your coffee. Stay tuned. This show is about to begin. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brandon Croucher, CEO of Delight Cafe. I want to thank you for joining us today and being a part of our wonderful morning show. Uh, Shauna Jones gets the first comment of the day. Good morning, Shauna. Thank you for being here. Miss Ilsa will be here. She's running a little behind. She went to go run an errand and then ran into some issues. So she will be with us very soon and will be joining us. So guys, say hello. Tell me where you're at. Tell me where you're calling from. And I look forward to starting my day with you guys. So let's start off right off the bat. Uh, I have my Browns shirt on. The Browns play tonight. I thought I'd have some fun with you guys. Uh, Honestly, you know, I know a lot of my uh, following we have does not enjoy sports talk. But I thought I'd show some things to have some fun with you guys to show you why I have so much fun with my Browns and all that. So first, decades of winning to decades of losing. Now we are a team that's supposed to win and we're losing. We play tonight. We're the only game tonight. So if you get a chance to watch, root for the Browns, not Denver, because Denver is from the devil. And then I'm actually a big Miles Garrett fan. When the Browns drafted him, I wanted to – I got his jersey right away. Hold on, watch this. Boom, because Miles Garrett, while as an NFL player, is one thing. I'm going to put this on today. I feel like winning. I wish I could fill it out like he does. But the thing is, Miles Garrett is the player that he gets a bad rep. And he is a very dominant player that is about change, about difference. Yeah, he hit a player in the head with a um hit their own helmet and while no that's not acceptable his way of responding to it was first class he jumped on a plane flew to africa and volunteered his time since then he's done nothing but give back give to others he's created jobs he's created opportunities in the city of cleveland and he focuses on bringing the best now For the people who don't like sports, don't worry. I'm going to show you guys something that just makes me laugh. So this is Miles Garrett when he's in high school. Those are his high school teammates around him and all that. So that shows you how far he's come. But I want to show you guys something else too. He is a huge mamma jamma. This is high school. I don't, I've never been that big. Never, ever, ever. And now look how huge he is because he, the other day, was working out. And check this picture out. He literally, the other day, got fined by the, no, I shouldn't say fined. He was tested for steroids because his arms are so 
huge. This man is a beast. He is a, he looks like a Greek god. And I say that because of the uh, body issue of ESPN and there's the helmet hitting situation. But like Miles Garrett is a stand-up citizen that got a bad rep. And the truth be told is he 100% wanted to go out and do something different. And he was leading the league in tackles. He is a defensive player. And yeah, Jesus is right. Like that man is huge, huge. Uh, he's small compared to Daniel Hunter. And you know what? I, ha I, I, I don't know. So I'm going to say sure. Absolutely. But tonight, <laughs> I'm going to agree with you, Brian. So, oh, and I got your phone number, buddy. I'll be sending you a text soon. Uh, my, I like Miles because he leads through his actions. He doesn't care to be in front of a camera. He doesn't care to talk crap. He's someone that's like, look, get on the field and let's play. Let's actually go out there and hit one another. Let's go out there and make sure we're bringing out the best in one another. Let's make sure my teammates are being uplifted. And that's what I'm about. And so for me, when the Browns drafted him, it finally felt like a player that was going to bring change. And you can't ask for a better person than Miles Garrett to be. Uh, Google him, Vikings D-Tackle. All right, Daniel Hunter. All right, guys, so I have a challenge here. So remember this picture of Miles Garrett. Let me pull that in again. I thought I had it right there. Boom, share. We're not going to talk sports all day, I promise. But – Remember that. Remember these arms, okay, because those are huge, all right? Now, I'm being told I need to Google Daniel Hunter. All right, on it. Got it. Let's do this. D-A-N-I-E. Boom. All right, Daniel Hunter, defensive end for the, for the Minnesota Vikings. Images. Here we go. Let's see. He has some pretty good arms too, man. Look at this. Here, here. Boom. Check that out. Those are some pretty buff arms. Look at that. Like, even the picture next to it. Boom. Like, he's he's giving you the salute and his arms are huge. I think, all right, Brian, what do you think we could do? Do you think you and I could get a hold of Miles Garrett at Panda? I love you so much. Do you think you and I could get a hold of Miles Garrett and... Uh, Daniel Hunter, just to have them do an arm wrestling competition, just to see who wins. Make the ball do the thing. Go in the net. Field goal. <laughs> Love Panda. Uh, why men? Great till they gotta be great. Like, first off, day is not spelled correctly. It's they. And till is missing another L. Brit. Too many caps, too many caps, all spelled wrong. I appreciate you for you. But tonight, Browns play. You guys know, I know you guys aren't sports fans for a lot of our, for our sports people, but guess what? I'm here to have some fun with you guys. I'm here to shampoo, pre <laughs> shampoo, press, get out of my, my, Hair fresh photos with the bomb light, lighting, new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, yep. I, I knew I misread that my, uh, Minnesota. Hey, Kevin, how you doing, my friend? So Ilsa's running a little late and I know she's single, a horrible, she's singing a horrible Lizzo song. Shampoo press gets you out of my hand. Photo bomb with a lightning on a new man. Sorry, got to play around with that. Hello, Ferran. Ferran. 
Where's Fernando? I haven't seen. Oh, there he is. I didn't even see that. What's up, my homie G? Good to see you this morning. Good morning. Uh, reading the comments without any context makes me feel like I'm having a stroke. Right? Right? Gosh, that went way over your head, Brandon. Ha, 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 ha. You know what? Panda and I are going to come at you, Britt. Ready, Panda? Let's get her. Got it. Good. Glad we did that conversation. So I'm here today. I am having some fun with you guys. We're going to be talking about a bunch of different things from... Our guest today, our guest is a, he's a commercial artist. Uh, he makes a commercial narrative filmmaker. He's worked with Orange County Choppers, comedian Steve Brine, Jamie Kennedy. He's even broken off a little ice and been like, ice, ice, baby. Ooh, and done a little with Vanilla Ice and Sean Hannity. His filmmaking habit is supported by commercial work. So he actually is releasing a new movie. It is called Cancel Culture. And it is the effects of stand-up comedy and how the culture is hitting it today. So, yeah, I mean, I have a stroke listening to be Brit. And Brit Bad is now blocked. Thank you, Brit. You are blocked. Just kidding. You're not blocked. Uh, no, this morning, it's been a good morning. Um, tell me what you guys got into. I don't like Lizzo. All right. So apparently we're going to have a vote on who likes and who doesn't like Lizzo because there is a debate on this right now. I am personally a fan of Lizzo. Uh, I love to shampoo press my hair and that's kind of why, um, I also like to like do sign language and her songs are easy to sign. So it's just like, boom, boom, boom. But yeah, uh, loved Orange County Choppers. Nobody does. <laughs> I, hold on. What is a Lizzo? <laughs> Thank you, Abagati. Uh Lizzo. Who is a Lizzo? <laughs> this is awesome. I'm, I'm, I came to narrate your comments and bios. Oh, Lizzo's a rapper. She sings. She dances. She focuses on, like, flossing, and that's totally a joke that if you know Lizzo, you're going to get. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hi, Bob Seymour. Good to see you, my friend. I'm glad you're here. I, I love seeing everybody <clears throat> show up, get some good stuff out there. How does everyone not know Lizzo? Gosh, boom. I love this. We're going to have a Lizzo debate on here. So without Lizzo, there is no debate. With Lizzo, there is a debate. She focuses on that booty. Mama G! See, Fernando's so excited. I read it just like how I picture him saying it. So talk to me, guys. Like, what did you get into this morning? What did you dive into? Throw your comment in there. Tell me there is no debate. Uh-oh, Jeannie's coming at you guys. She says, no, I know who Lizzo is, but I don't think I have ever heard any of her music. Interesting. She says, there's no debate. Happy Thursday, almost Friday, been a long week. At, like, honestly, Bob waved. I'm just getting everybody's comments in this morning. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, CK. I love it. Uh, she has enough booty for an entire village. Okay, that one is like, funny. Uh, hello, my darlings. I love it. Thank you, guys. So, guys, do me a favor. Write in the comments what your week has been like. If your week has been on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being you have hit a home run this week, you got uh, everything you can dream of, you are literally hitting your stride, and you know you're, you're getting you. Give me your scale 1 to 10 of where you're at on the week. One is you completely fell off and it has just been a horrible week and you need good vibes. 10 is you literally are buying Brandon a new car. 
Five, kind of just neutral. I like that, Panda. I like that. Uh, Jeannie, she says she's a six, just a six, just over that. Sherry McQueen says she's an eight. I love seeing that. That's good. That's pushing you in the right direction. Exhausting, says Mr. Brian. He only gave himself a three. So him and Mr. Bob Seymour with the question mark. So that's an interesting one. Are you questioning if you're a two or not? Because I'm just curious. Like, So we have two of these who are below average and one that is just right in the middle and then a bunch of good ones. Mama Gotti says four, high anxiety, but stuff got done, but desperate for Friday. Uh, Shauna Jones says three with no sleep. Fernando says he's at a nine. He's at a nine. I love hearing that. That's a good number to be at. Uh, still just sitting around in my bed, putting up my legs so I, I can fully recover. 100%. Some guy told me I was just a six this week. Sorry. That is not right. Like, you don't tell someone where they rank on a scale, like uh, on a hot, ugly scale. You don't do that. You rank them on how their personality is. And I have to say, Ginny, you have a 10 in personality in my eyes. Bob Seymour is saying he is pushing, two is pushing it. Wow. Is it the cold, Bob? Is it what? Because that's a big, like that, that's a drop. You're usually a 10. I rate, I rate by my days. I have no average and I, I'll have to average it out for you. That probably could have been done in the time it took to write that comment. So uh, Shauna says she worked 40 hours and two day, two and a half days. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, it, it, that hurts. Oh, I asked him if that rejection made him hurt. Oh, good for you, Jeannie. High five. Boom. Put him in his place. So that's a lot, guys. I think these are. there's a very good range there. And uh, my day was a 20. Holy crap, Kev. That's a great one. I love hearing that. That like, boom, knocked it out of the water. So work has a, way, a lot of stress. Brian says his boss has been working him hard. He says, Boop. my boss is out of town. So I have to cover his work. Sick kids, FML, which means forgive my life. Um, guys, I agree with you guys. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of stress that's able to come on. Uh, Yes. Bob and I talked about this the other day. This is a good one, bud. He said, there's just too much death and suffering. I need a break from reality for a few days. If you feel like that's a possibility and something you need, let's take a moment to put into you this forget my life. Exactly. Um, Nice. Kevin obviously has the whiskey today. I love it, Mama Gotti. She even says, hang in there, my friends. Kevin, what's up, bro? So guys, take a moment to be able to Look inside, because there really has been a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of suffering this year. There's been a lot of death. There's been a lot of pain. And while that is something that a lot of us understand and know, being understanding to others, we don't know where they're going through. What if that person you hold the door from for later today, or you buy a meal for behind you in line, what if their mom just passed away? What if somebody, they just got fired from their job? What if there's somebody that just needed that door held with a smile? That little bit with the, the anxieties, the pains of this world is a good way to start a foundation for yourself and for others. Those little bit of things make a big difference. So now I'm going to change the question, same scale, one to 10, because Ilsa's not here and I'm having fun with my audience today. So let's have some fun with this. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being your favorite one being oh my god just get rid of her 
Where do you rate Wizzo? Just curious. Just curious. I'm going to give her a six. I think she's better than average. I think she brings a positive message at times. But on a scale of one to ten, where do you rate Lizzo on your music scale? Don't worry, guys. I have another one coming up after this. We're going to do ZZ Top because Bob needs it. So give me your rating of Lizzo first. Negative 100. Oh, my God. I have no opinion. <laughs> 10. I, I love this so far. Six. I would agree. Yeah, she's above average, but she's not like, she's not like earth shattering. And if you don't know who Lizzo is, don't worry. You can just give her a five and that way it just gives her an average. I mean, I said I haven't heard any of her music, so how would I rate it? Honestly, I'd rate it by whether you, if you haven't heard it, then maybe she's not as popular as, as you never heard of her. <laughs> this is great. As I don't know her, unfair to rate less than an eight unless I have a reference. I understand. One, only because I don't know her music. There we go. I get it. All right, so fine. I'll pick another band. You ready? Bob Seymour was a part of ZZ Top. It was back when it was ZB Top, you know. Z Bob Top. So Bob and them played a ton of great music. Everybody knows ZZ Top. Give me a reference of one to ten about where you think ZZ Top ranks. Uh, is Lizzo in the news today or trending or something? No, there was a comment and it just led to people saying they don't like her, they like her, they don't know her, they don't they know her, and it made for a fun conversation. And since I'm by myself, I'm gonna just. I'm having fun conversating with people talking about music today. Uh, there we go. ZZ Top, 10 plus, 10 plus, 10,000. I don't like her because she harasses Kit Chris Evans. I did not know that. Nine with Bob, five without. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. So, Bob, I'm going to make you laugh for a second. So, Bob reached out to me. Last week, we started getting ready to auction Bob off. Uh, Mama Gotti says they were eight. They were huge, but they're not my thing. Uh, Mama Gotti, I give you credit on that voting. That is a good voting method because you know they're a really big band, just not something you, you would want to go see. Um, Brit Brad says it's because of football players on the, oh my God. Yes, that's true. We were talking about buff players and how different they are and all that. So that's how it came in because of a Minnesota Vikings player and we need to shampoo oppress our hairs. But Bob Seymour last week, as he laughs here, sent me a message after we came up with an idea. Have have you ever wanted to troll somebody? Uh, I love when I troll people and I like when people troll me, but you have to do it in a respectful way. Now back to Bob. So Bob, we offered to put him up as a date and who would want to pay to have a digital date with him. So this is Dave Hernandez has already won a date with Ilsa digitally. So he's going to be cashing in on that very soon. But Bob, we want to raise some money and auction Bob off. And he emails me or Facebook messages me saying, hey, B, I'm a little worried right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, there are a lot of women out here that have started making bids. And I don't know how we're going to raise this money, but I don't know if I could do this. And where is Bob? Bob is on tomorrow. His day is tomorrow. Bob is in Colorado right now. And he is out there. Brian's out there fishing, it looks like. That's a good way. Hiya, Bob. So answer me this. If we were to put Bob up tomorrow, Actually, 
the last Friday of the month. So it'd be next Friday. This week, we just talk about all Bob's best attributes. His beard grows wherever he wants. It's his, he has, he was a part of ZZ Top. They had to change the name. Bob was so good. But if I'm supposed to be auctioning Bob off and we're going to be raising money for Miss Christie, we need to be able to know all the goods and bads about Bob. So do me a favor, throw in the comments what your perfect ideal partner would have. Don't say money because money isn't a part of this. Your perfect ideal partner could have patience. He rides motorcycles. He does not wear, he loves wearing pink, which is a plus. I'm sorry, Bob. I know you don't. Carly, not Christy. Christie's is a strip joint. That's right. My bad. I forgot you told me that. Uh, Britt Brett says he rides motorcycles. Britt says he's kind. He travels. He's Brian says genuine. Mama Gotti, transparency. If I take Bob on a date, I have to split a bean burrito and split a cup of water at Taco Bell. Well, you know, at least you have that. So your partners, I love this. What are you looking for? Kindness, loyalty, honesty. Those are essential things. Now I'm going to switch this question. What about your boss? Do you want those same qualities? Oh, Sherry McQueen, great one. Loyalty. Do you want those same qualities in a boss or a leader? So do you want someone who is kind, loyal, and honest, genuine, transparent? Or do you want your boss to be, oh, I love how Jeannie says this, honest, committed, and kind? Ah, do you, oh, in a perfect job, I do. And I I agree. As a leader, I'm someone who, oh, Stuart, Oh, I've clicked Sherry McQueen. Sorry. Stuart says someone who listens without judgment. A hundred percent. One hundred percent, Stuart. I agree with you on that one because I'm someone who's in a leadership role. And for me, I know exactly that I'm not always leading the way others want me to lead. And that's hard because I want to give people that respect, that dignity, that that pride that they have in themselves, I see and I want to help get that out of them. So as a leader, I'm asking you guys, what are traits that Bob brings that you would like to see out of a leader? Because I look at Bob as a leader. He's not just a handsome son of a bitch that rides a motorcycle everywhere across the country. He's not just a man's man that's not going to wear pink, by the way, Bob. One of these days, I'm going to figure out how to get you in pink. Ain't going to happen, brother. Guess what? It will. Um, I, I, I usually get people to do something crazy when they say they won't do it. And that's the best part. Um, I'll take a shot. Bob's laughing because I do the impression of him so well. I do it. My mom even says that she I, I did an impression of Bob the other day. And she. I was like, yeah, Bob says he's never going to wear pink. And I'm like, I think he will. And she goes, what did he say to that on air? <laughs> Good luck with that, brother. <laughs> 100% can see that, see him saying it like that. I I love it. Um, so Mama Gotti, I love this comment here. Here it comes. Respectful, good communication, per, and professional. Empathetic to real life over policy, over policies can be so inhuman. I agree. Uh, I have a very good friend, and she is pregnant with her second child, and she accepted a new job after she had her first child. Like had it and then right into maternity leave. And the reason I ask this about leadership is not 
it's not that I'm thinking I'm a bad leader. It's I'm trying to connect things to show how we all are connected. Bob leads in a different way. And I love it. Bourbon can make my dreams reality. Uh, not a snowball's chance in hell. LOL. Bob, I'm telling you, bro. One of these days, you and I are going to be riding your motorcycle. I'm going to be on the back. I'll wear a cup so it's butts to cup to nuts. And we will go from there and make sure that we're being able to bring the best out. And I'm going to have you in pink. I'll wear a pink uh, scarf. So that way when we're in the wind, it's just like in the wind. All right, Bob, just so you know. Um, I want my guy to love me. I think this is supposed to be. Oh, I want my guy to love me like Remy loves Coco. Ooh, Bob always talks to everyone that he can. He's giving, loving, understanding, speaks truth always, and helps anyone he, anyone he can. And I can go on and on. Ladies, I love this. This is... Uh, I love that. Is it your baby? Uh, my company is my baby. Uh, I'm not having kids. I was a foster dad. Actually, if you guys actually want to have questions, since I'm alone for the next little bit, anything you want to know about me, free free to ask. Anything. I will be open book, and you guys can have some fun with it. It's My show is, is I want to have some fun with you guys. I love wearing pink. I love wearing pink. Uh, Booyah is what I hear that as. Kevin says he loves us. I say I love you too. But yeah, you have <laughs> you have a vivid but very flawed imagination, brother. I do. My imagination can take us on a wild trip, Bob. And here's the best part about it. You and I on that trip are on a motorcycle. And we have, get your motor running. Bob and I are on the highway. Looking for adventure, wearing pink every day. <laughs> All made up off the top of my head. That was perfect for that. Um, the most perfect relationships are always in the movie. Uh, are always in the movies is Mortica and Go Morticia and Gomez. Wow, Brandon, read better. I I love that. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Sorry, ADD. Uh, what a nice way to say sick and twisted. I love it. Uh, Brett says adventure and uh, adventurer, motivating, trusting. I, these are all amazing qualities. And positive, blunt, open. Honest, communicator, loyal. Love this. Love this. Um, Brian says, my boss gives me the freedom and liberty to run my day and business portfolio like it's my own business. No micromanagement. I love that you interact. I always feel like I'm in this room with y'all and with uh, in this room with y'all. You have the ability to connect us all. It's awesome. I, I love that. that. That is a high compliment for me. Like, I really, really love that, Mama Gotti. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that we have a special guest hiding in the background right now. Her name is Miss Elsa. You're muted. <laughs> I am late. I am so sorry. Let me just pull my jersey down. I am a so bit late. 
I told everybody you you had an errand that you were running and you had a, you just ran into some complications and you, that's you're running a little late but you're here and then we have hello Elsa open to growth and change hi Brian good friends Bob everybody I missed you guys so much but I had to get over my I've got this thing I can't be late. Um, but everything we did today, we did some brave things today. Um, and, and we're very proud of ourselves with as little as, hello Panda, with as little as possible um, backlash. Um, so it was a, our mission. Impossible was not that impossible. So we made it. <laughs> today I'm Dom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so we were actually having a fun conversation and we we're talking about so i because of this i start the conversation started with i love how this goes i am late everywhere Indeed. all the time all the time <laughs> okay, but, but we got but we were talking we were talking about leadership uh it started with me talking about how the browns are playing today and how miles garrett's jacked and then brian comes in and starts talking about his favorite player and how big his player is which led brit brat to start singing lizzo songs do you know who lizzo is I have no idea, but she can sing for me if she wants. Uh, you got it. I'll play a song for you afterwards. Elsa! So now I we started going into what you want out of a partner. So if we're going to be, I'm always early. I love that. I'm always early. I, he is actually. But we are talking about Bob and what makes Bob exceptional. It's his patience, his kindness, his motorcycle, his beard, his his genuineness. And then I asked, are those the same qualities you want out of a boss or a leader? And we've been talking about that for the last few minutes. So, Ilsa, now that I have that, uh, have you here, will you talk to me about what you want out of a partner and a leader? Because as Stuart Lone Wolf made a very good point, he made the point of saying how, as I'm trying to go back because it was a, a while ago, the perfect relationship is only in the movies, like Morticia and Gomez from the Adams Family. I thought that was awesome. I love those two. I love those two. I agree with the partner. Uh, I, I think it's not like in the movies, but there's a difference between attachment and, and, and love. Love is the, mm. the, the one part in the Bible that I like a lot. And, 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 and I'm not a big fan of the Bible, so I will not always quote the Bible. But there's one part in the Bible um, where they, well, in Afrikaans Bible, where they explain what love is. Love is patient. Love is, is kind. Love is, love is never jealous. And, 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 and you always know, similar to Cindy Lou. It's got, look, look at the back. And I turn around for you guys. Can you see I uh, turn a little to your right, other right, a little more, other way. Boom, right there. Don't move. Nobody move. Everybody hold your breath. One, two, three. <gasps> okay, now I need a wow or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, your hair looks awesome. Your hair looks awesome. Uh, the verse you were talking about, thank you both. Bob, Bob says 1 Corinthians 13, 1 yes. Corinthians. Yes. And wow. I love that. I love it. Um, yeah, so that, 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 that is the best way that love has ever been explained. And I think that when you love someone like that and it comes from a place of a compassion and that kind of thing, you do have quabbles, but you won't have 
arguments that leave you feel drained and 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 that kind of thing and i think in a in a relationship with a boss as well it's the same you just take the romantic part out of it the respect and everything needs to be there but at the same point you have to read those comments there there's a lot of good ones there for you um because your hair looks on point you are looking like they say this is for the stone daisies podcast because we're doing that tonight as well so we've, we've decided to now record all of them because we're struggling a bit with our technical things so as soon as everything's recorded then we'll start releasing them running into mama Gotti also likes my hair your hair is phenomenal see brit brad as well there's not i like this i like this up too but this is the dirty hairstyle if your hair is dirty then you do it up <laughs> So I, 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 it, it, it take, how long did it take to do How long hair? did it take? Oh, yeah. not that long. I think about 20 minutes. Really? So yeah, if no. you want, Bob says, and the whole conversation led to Bob and his genuineness. He is an amazing individual who leads by example, even if he won't wear pink and that's okay you missed my song i made a song up for bob a new intro song it was all about him wearing pink it was yeah it was great Ooh. Uh, do your arms hurt no my arms don't hurt yet but i haven't even done a push-up yet today because i was waiting for ilsa so you guys weren't just looking at a screen of nothing uh, <laughs> ilsa is patient ilsa is kind so bob says change the word love to a person's name. So that's why he says, Ilsa is patient. Ilsa is kind. Ilsa is genuine. I, I, and while none of those are true for you, no, I'm just kidding. I am just kidding. Don't come <laughs> across the screen and beat me. But like, I, and this is another great point. Love is a choice and commitment to it, not a feeling. Exactly. I, exactly. I agree. I, it, it, oh, and then Stuart. I know his is good. I don't even have to read it first. It does not matter who you are or your position in the world. You will never be more or less than equal, than my equal. I agree. I agree. Everybody's equal. I don't care what power you have, um, but everybody is equal. Uh, I believe that from the bottom of my heart. I do, too. I think yeah, that is it. You're in a braid. I want yeah. to know if her arms hurt. Oh no, I didn't do it. I can't braid like this. I do normal ponytails. I'm not this was Alri. See, she this morning she she braids her hair very beautiful. So this morning she said she'll braid my hair. Hi, Anna. <laughs> I want to like just have fun with this. This is a joke, so everybody knows I'm making a joke before I even get it out. All right. <laughs> but ice cream is a feeling. Ice cream is patient. Ice cream is kind. Ice cream is sweet <laughs> and oh so divine. Ice cream's my favorite. Don't you be fooled. Ice cream is everyone's dream. Baru. <laughs> I have to do. I don't know. Everyone brace yourselves. So, uh, Elsa, you're looking cute today. Joke oh, incoming. Uh, I, I, the brows. Oh, so. Do you think have... the Browns are going to win today? Um, so I have to start my pushups. I was going to give you a com. I'm going to make a joke, give a comment, and then I want you to take it for a second while I have to do 40 pushups 
just because of the fact I'm behind already today. Okay. Okay. So what? What comments? What so my, comments? My, my my dream <gasps> ice cream. Yuck, Shauna Jones. Please tell me what is your favorite dessert. You know what? Everybody, throw your favorite dessert in here now because this needs to be talked about. I need to know. Like favorite oh, dessert. Okay. So so we hold on. Hold on. No, you're gonna do that during my push-ups. So my joke. You were late. <laughs> <laughs> So my joke is I love having everybody that cheers in son of a gun. I keep trying to hit this. And Anna here is I, she is so sweet. She always tells me how handsome I am. I, I love that. She may, she fills my ego in the superficial way of how beautiful I am. And I thank you because it makes my superficial ego feed my other ego. Um, but I actually would love do is there a limit on how many green cards or how many citizenships you could have? Because if I could marry somebody in South Africa, America, South America, Mexico, Canada, Germany, and get like citizenships, can I have a world citizenship? If so, I want to know how that would be. I also said I want a nomad passport. I don't want to belong to any country. I just want to travel everywhere and be part of everything. Like, I so think I that would like, be fun. Yeah, it's like a nomad. You don't have a home a, a home country. You live wherever the world takes you. I agree. All right, so here's the question I asked everybody. On a, and the joke was, how could I, uh, like, be uh, married to everybody all over the world? Um oh. <laughs> A citizen. And that's why I phrased it first. You know what? I, I screwed up. The joke failed. Sorry, everybody. But um, you've got a beautiful shirt on. That's all. I, I, have, a, I have my favorite huge joke. Massive okay, fail. Mass I th he's making joke. fun of me. He's making fun no, of me. No, he said joke coming in. Oh, I thought he had a joke. He no, he's making fun of me. I, and then Fernando says, I have a friend that has four citizenships. How? Really? How? I... I Fernando, have him on the show. You, you, yeah, like nah, LOL. I'm making fun of Brandon. <laughs> See, told you. Um, all right, so Ilsa, I told everybody to put in the comments a scale of one to ten, ten being the best, one being the worst, what their week has been like. I'm going to do my push-ups now. My week, I'll start. My they already week. did it. They already did okay. it. Just so you know, okay. you're catching everybody up. Oh, so I must, must I now give mine? You give yours and the leadership qualities you're looking for. I, I'm not understanding the, 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 the side. On a scale? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. I understand it now. I mean, I didn't in the beginning. <laughs> oh! I just failed to change. My week, well, there's still banana cream pie. Mm -hmm. My favorite dessert. Well, I don't have a favorite dessert because I'm like Shauna. I don't actually eat dessert. It's not um, one of the things that I will I will rather take something savory. But in South Africa, we've got a thing that's called milk tart. And then we've got uh, Cook Sisters. And I'm telling you, that is the, the sweetest, most insane dessert you will ever eat it is amazing it's if, if i ever see you guys i'm gonna make you some milk tart but my week has been on a we we're we on a strong six but it might increase we hope so we still have a little couple of hours left in today and then tomorrow is friday and we've got a very exciting and huge weekend coming up 
What so do you have this I weekend? Can... Well, we've got another meeting. Um, I secured another artist for our show this morning. And I secured an investor for Stone Daisies. So soon, soon we'll have our merch up and running, which should be within the next week, week and a half, two weeks. So it's been a difficult morning and a busy morning. And then this morning, you guys all met Auri yesterday. So this morning we thought of a plan. We worked out our mission on how we're going to get her stuff out of her husband's house or ex-husband's house with no friction and 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 and, and um, issues and everything. And we just manifested and said we just want the best outcome. And we've had a very, very nice outcome. Hi. We've had a very nice outcome. It went good. So our week has been very good. We've been blessed and looked after. And <laughs> so leadership qualities is helping other people. Why are you laughing? So, I'm reading the comments. Brandon grunting and heavy breathing is slightly erotic. And then that's even <laughs> funnier to me because up here, Brian wrote, banana cream pie but when i was on the ground i thought it said brandon cream pie so i was <laughs> laughing at that <laughs> Whew. all right so 40 push-ups in 60 more to go i actually am getting some muscle from this this week oh my yeah. god look at my sweat already like so do you wish that they lose today as well so you can keep on exercising <laughs> no like, can I see? <laughs> I was asking. Like, I, yes, no. Like, I, yeah. like, I don't. I don't want to choose. Because, like, I, want, I, I like that I am getting a workout in. I like what, I like, thank you, Mama Gotti. Um, I, I like that I am feeling good about myself. This is a great way to get my day going. Um, honestly, I, I, I like it. But, I don't want my team to lose. Like, I want them to start winning again. They And our quarterback's injured. Everybody's injured. So without going into sports, I know. Okay, I, so you're you still are, doing exercise when they win. So, all right. So if the Browns win this week, I have to do push-ups. Yes. Okay. And if they lose, you're doing the push-ups. Okay. All right. Same bet. 22 push-ups for veterans. 22 push-ups a day. I the Browns lose. I hope the Browns win. No, I want, no, if they win, do I do? I'm not actually supposed to do anything when they win. I'm on your side. I'm trying to get you. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm sorry. Who's your Who's your football team? You took a team just to be spiteful. Who's your team? Yeah, who do they play this week? the best. So... Let me do this. So I'm going to replace Ilsa really quick with a different co-host. This is why this all started. So we have Daniel Hunter here. Look at those arms. They're huge. Look at this dude. Just huge. But who's bigger, Daniel Hunter or Miles Garrett? Look at his arms. All right. Pick which one you think is bigger, Ilsa, because I'm sharing the stage with these guys today. You're you're in... <laughs> Boom. Come Miles. back in. Miles Garrett? Miles. Miles' arms is definitely bigger. Not bigger than mine. Oh, I've got a jersey on. Come on. Show us. Ready? Come on, Elsa. Oh, look at that. Yeah, get it, girl. Mm. 
Feel it. You should do, if you win, you do 20. If they lose, you do double. Mama Gotti, you're trying to kill me here. Mama Gotti's just trying to kill me. Uh, I do miles. Um, not appropriate, but thank you for letting us know. <laughs> I do miles. Like, I, I, uh, the, their arms are bigger than my legs. Right? Right? I like Orlando's quotes. They both suck, so who cares? He's like football, whatever. Well, I have a question, and I'm asking Fernando because I love him as a human being so much. Oh, hold on. I got to do this. Ready? You got to cheer with me for this person because okay. they just said hello. They haven't been here yet today, and I know they've been working a ton. And coming on is like a big thing. Ready? Mr. Brian! Woo! Brian! Uh, sorry. We should do that for everybody in the morning. I'll bark. We we I'll cheer. Everybody that says hi. I love that idea. Like, we're going to cheer every single person and give them a hello. Uh, it's not inappropriate, Brit Brad says. All right. So, I did see a comment that came in a while ago that I'm trying to find now. Mr. There it is. Ready? For Miss Ilsa, can you tell us what we're going to be, what, what we're making today? On an empty stomach, I'm sitting out, I'm lying. It's not empty, but good morning, delighted. Today's recipe, beef brisket chunks with what's osabuco, red wine, malbec, saffron, sage reduction sauce, wild mushroom, palm cheese risotto. That sounds amazing and expensive because I know that saffron is expensive. Saffron sage reduction it's, sauce. And what does it taste like? I've never had saffron. What does it taste like? I, I honestly can't answer because I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing live on air and I don't want to do that. Like that would just be embarrassing. So I already have to do push-ups on air. So, uh, you know, um, I don't know what the asobuco is. I don't know what that is. is. I'm sure yeah. Ryan's going to explain to us now. Britpad wants so. the arms. You can borrow them, Britpad. You want my arms? Trade arms with me. And then Brian needs more bamboo. I love it. Uh, saffron is good on Polina. Paella. Paella. Thank paella. you. Paella. Yes, paella. I can imagine. Well, I don't know what it tastes like, and I know paella is good, so I can imagine that if if if, if saffron tastes nice, that it will taste nice on paella. Mr. Brian, hi, every, hope everyone oh. is well. Not much internet today, climbing mountains. Ooh, I'm jealous. Thank you, Brian, Mr. for Bukla teaching us this. Braised beef shank. Wow. Now wow. I'm hungry. Have I know. Beef for breakfast. Uh, yeah, because it's beef. Actually, well, so what... for breakfast, ice cream as well, if you really want. When I had my restaurant that Brian would come into and eat, um, I would actually make a flank steak that marinated for 72 hours and we would cook it and then I'd cook the potatoes right with it. They were already slightly cooked. It was twice cooked potatoes. Then we would put spinach, carrots, like diced up carrots, and then sprinkle a little bit of feta cheese over the top. So it was like a bowl of potatoes, meat, a tiny bit of cheese and veggies. Oh my God. God, people would line up for that. It was so good. Uh, maybe it was the vodka sauce. Maybe it was the fact that it just tasted amazing. I can't vodka tell goes you. with everything. Right? Uh, Brian is climbing. I agree. Uh, Brian is climbing a mountain today and with his truck. 
and I wish him safe travels. Please be very good. Um, be safe. I look forward to tonight's show. Don't forget, guys, 6 p.m. We have Victor Tango this evening. Uh, it's going to be a great show. They're going to be talking to, I forget who they're talking to, and I don't have the shortcut cheat sheet behind me, but please know 6 p.m. Delight me. Network. I got go you ahead. Seconds. You got you got me. Do you want me to stall for a second? Yes. Do a okay. sing sing a little number. Sing us a little number. Sing you a number. Can you like? Uh, sing us a song. I can't find this, it now. This I'm is kidding. the song that never ends. Yes, this it goes on and and I dance. So people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because this is a song. I'll find it. Listen to you singing. I'll find it now. I'll find it. <laughs> ready? All right. We started this new. We started this new. Are you ready? And the crowd goes wild. Uh, Brian is going to have a great butt with all the mountains he's climbing lately. Hi, Jane. Hi. I love it. I don't know where there was one, Mama. Uh, what did Mama say? Off topic, but did anyone see the meteor shower last night? It was cloudy here. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't. And we're supposed to get rain for the next like two full days here. So last night I sat outside for a long time and just enjoyed the moon and completely let myself go to the moon and just relaxed. It was heaven. Um, I also know and how Rick beautiful Brown. was the moon was so beautiful. It it what? it hit me in so many of the right places yesterday. And then having the interview that we had, I had the H last night, and I actually had an astrologer on. And wow. the astro yeah, so we were talking and he actually asked for my birth. Uh, so he he talked to me about how you need to refuel yourself. And we learned how to refuel our from emotions to our body, uh, water fuel, air fuel, fire fuel, earth fuel. And he took my birth of April 25th, 1983 and where I was born and how my 10th house is in Jupiter. And now for people who are not astrologers or into that stuff, I, it could sound confusing, but basically when I was born, Jupiter was the planet that was present at that time. And that's the planet that rules you. I think that's what they say. Then Jupiter is the planet that rules your emotions and stuff. Bingo. And that's a big planet. That's probably why I have so much personality. Nothing wrong with having personality. I'm adorable. I've accepted it. I can't help it. Thank you. So <laughs> just but, accept it and move on. Right? It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. But what was fascinating was he was giving examples and he was like, all right, Brandon, I want you to think of a time in your life where something positive happened to you. And I, I literally am looking at the screen going, uh, like, where do I start? Like, I don't know. Like, on the spot, you don't know what to think of. So I turn around. Was that for me? How are you doing, Elsa? <laughs> you can have one as well if you want. <laughs> Thanks. But I spotted my diplomas behind me, and we started breaking down my diplomas and that feeling. And he goes, all right, now I want you to close your eyes and imagine you're there. Feel all the lights of that of your graduation. Feel all the excitement, all the people around you, that excitement. And you could feel like that positivity in you that starts to build. And I was like, 
Sorry, Bob made me laugh. I spotted the comment at the corner of my eye. And it's like, <laughs> I see which one. <laughs> right? And like, I'm like, he's teaching, he taught me how, because of Jupiter being my, my main planet, what the moon is doing and all that, that memory I could fill with positivity in my life and really start fueling myself in other ways. And then, because it's just a short refill of gas, use it to put it into something positive. So, Meditation. I meditate before the show is a way of getting the positive before the show, but then taking my diplomas and my graduation from things and putting that into a positive attribute, finding the better side of me and all that, taking that cool thing that I did and being able to put it into a positive, use that fuel to then send that email you didn't want to send, to do that Facebook post you don't want to do, stuff like that. Things that I struggle with, take that positive, make it really quick, and then it's going to leave you just as fast. Put that back in there. And I thought that was really profound. So I, I started doing it this morning. I got a whole bunch done. I'm excited for everything today we have going on. Um, Mama Gotti says the moon was so brilliant, even after the clouds covered it. I agree. Uh, she also says you are adorable. And then I'm going to leave the rest there just because that's my favorite. No, at genuine and, and very. And and, very thank you. And I really true. appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. It says on the 26th of, 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 of April. That's why we get along, but fight. <laughs> we get along, but we fight. Uh, Shauna asked if I did my cleansing. I did. I made moon water. I cleansed all my crystals. Um, so, so, so we did it. We did it. We were very I, good last night. Where we said, sit. If you sit on my balcony when it's full moon, you it, it looks like it's like in the window, and then it's got a. Oh, you sure it wasn't Uranus? Sorry. It, 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 it had like a plasma circle around it. I don't know if you saw around the moon. It made like like a plasma circle that looked so beautiful. So I actually, I whenever the moon is full, I usually text a bunch of people that I know that have been going through some things. And I just say, hey, when you look at the moon tonight, know that I put some good vibes on there just for you. And I want you to take them and put them in your heart because I think that you, when you look at it later, that will help you see the full moon and the fullness I have for you. And it made people, it makes my friends that are, I don't talk to often. It helps me connect with them. So they know I am thinking of them. And that that is just a slight thing that all of us are connected by is no matter where you are, you could see a full moon. So I like to try to make people smile through weird things. and That's amazing. We also I, do that. We also send pictures of the moon and, and, and all that to our friends and stuff. Uh, someone come do our charts. How fun. I, I honestly, I love that idea. Uh, Shauna, yes. I So I have some, I have two people I've been trying to get to come on the show. And they're busy, busy busy and both of them i asked to be on the show friday because our guest friday canceled so neither of them are able to make it we did find a really cool guest for tomorrow like wait till you see tomorrow's guest i he's one of my favorite humans in the world he cracks me up i've been on his radio show in la and he is a he's a veteran that is changing the world and i oh, i absolutely well, yeah and... you're gonna love him tomorrow uh we have, the best guests. We have the best guests and why fernando is that does an amazing job exactly fernando does an amazing job on getting guests i love that it's idea mama Gotti. 
I love that. Uh, come do a charts on how, uh, how fun. I love that. Uh, Fernando says, my sun sign is Aquarius and my moon sign is Capricorn. And personally, I think that's awesome because I don't know what either of those would mean. I know Aquarius is fire. And no, no, no. no. Aries, uh, Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo is fire. Fire signs. Okay, see, I, I already it, messed it up. It, yes, I think Aquarius and Capricorn's air signs. Are water signs? Air or water? No, Scorpio. Yeah. You might be. I'm not too clued up. I'm going to Google it and, 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 and let Fernando know. I'll send him a message because it's interesting. Mine is Sagittarius and Libra. My son, I'm a Sagittarius sun and a Libra moon. Interesting. Really Aquarius bad. is air. Thank you. It is air. Okay. I see, awesome. and I know Taurus. I'm earth. I am like into the ground. I can plant myself. I'm stubborn. Things like that. Um, I'm a Scorpio. Water sign. Perfect. My Thank daughter's you, a Scorpio. My daughter's a Scorpio. She's a November Scorpio. Uh, and Aquarius does sound very watery, but I don't know shit either, apparently, Panda. That's why we have Fernando in the background helping us run things. <laughs> so, Elsa, will you do me a favor? I will. Our, our guest is going to be on in a few minutes. Can you read their bio? Tell us a little bit about who we have on, and I will get my next set of 20 push-ups done, so I only have 40 left for the show. Sound good? Okay, so I read, I read this, and I got all excited. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, right? Right. It was so So I'm going to read this to you. So today we are interviewing Chris Florence. Chris is a He's a commercial and narrative filmmaker who has worked with people like Orange County Choppers, comedian Steve Byrne, is it Byrne Byron, Jamie Kennedy, Vanilla Ice, I know him, and Sean Hannity. His filmmaking habit is, is supported by commercial work, and he, he is currently working on a fully funded documentary on cancelled culture and the effect on stand-up comedy. Right, how exciting is that? I I'm back. Wait. Can't wait. Are you back? You did well. My Browns need to like actually win a game. I'm tired of doing well, so many push-ups. If they win today, you're gonna do push-ups in any case. So either way, I hate you. <laughs> Mama Gotti, Mama Gotti, my 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 daughter's on the November the eighth. My daughter's exact same 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 birthday as Mama Gotti. Really? Yes. Uh, Lola is a Libra. A Libra. Um, Brian says astrology is way beyond me. Honestly, you should check out yesterday's podcast from the Age Brother because, truth be told, it really is. Um, my dominant sign is a middle finger. Sorry, that made me <laughs> laugh. That was a good one. Oh God. Um, but like knowing your sign, knowing a little bit about it, I, I, I never understood it until I started taking it a little more serious and Libra. And for me, it was learning how I'm working and it's not like the planets are directing me on what I could do, but it is interesting how much it connects. And honestly, take a chance to look it up. Uh, the pattern is an app that I recommend to a lot of people because it actually, you put your birthday in and all this other stuff. It got me, my mom, my sisters, everybody like beyond a shadow of a doubt, like to a T. <sighs> I feel like I breathe through my ears when I have these this headset on. Like I get a hotter a lot faster. It's weird. Uh, Capricorn for Jane Stanley. 
Uh, guest Plus, type. Mine. Climbing a mountain in a truck, not fishing. That stinks. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. That's all I have to say. Brian Tracy goes, bur, 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 bur. Um, I wasn't watching, just listening. I was like, what the F is going on? I'm breathing because I'm dying. Okay? I, I have done... <laughs> Almost as after today's episode, I am at 406 push-ups this week on air with you guys. Like that doesn't include anything else I do in my life. Like that's just uh, uh, Venus is my ruling planet, and I honestly don't believe in astrology and any of that stuff. But there was still useful stuff to take away from that guest. Thank you, Panda. That is what, what we're looking for here: an open mind, an open conversation. You do not have to agree. But you don't have to be mean. You can agree with one another that we agree to disagree. And sometimes it's the greatest thing. Kevin says, my star is Gemini. And you aren't dying. You're growing. That sounds inappropriate too, Ripperette. You need to it up in the wrong context. I was just going to leave that there. So, guys, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors with the one, the only, <laughs> Mr. Chris Florence. Hi, my name is Brandon. And over the past year, the Delay Cafe team and I have traveled across the U.S. researching this rapidly growing industry of CBD products. What we have found throughout the industry were products that were inconsistent in dosage and used ingredients that weren't even lab tested. Products with chalky textures, bitter aftertaste, and worst of all, confusion among the CBD consumers. That's why we created Delight Cafe. A 15 milligram lab tested, all natural, water soluble, hemp CBD powder pack. It's odorless, colorless, and tasteless. Add it to your favorite drink of choice wherever, whenever, on the go. Quickly find your calm, your balance, and your delight when you And we're back. Chris, thank you for joining us today, my friend. How are you doing, sir? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So who of, I'm going to get the, the celebrity question out of the way right away. Of the celebrities you met, who was the coolest? I would say Vanilla Ice, for sure. Yes! I love Vanilla Ice! <laughs> <laughs> Did you have... I was you would say Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I have nothing after that one. Did you ask him if he likes ice in his water and be like, ice, ice, baby? <laughs> I just have to ask these weird ones. So, Chris, you do a lot of things. You do commercial work and all these other, like, you're doing this film. And when I looked at your feature film on YouTube, uh, I'll share the link in a second for everybody. But, like, you are about change. You're about being, like, bringing attention to things just like we are here. How do you feel with this cancel culture and what do you want to see change about it? Um, I think, I think what I've kind of discovered through this process and I kind of see this more or less as a discovery rather than like, I'm trying to go into it with an open mind. Um, and so what I've, what I realize is that I think comedy is kind of like the barometer for culture as far as the freedom of speech is kind of the way I see it. And I feel like when you start trying to control people based on, you said earlier, it's great to disagree with each other, but you don't have to be ugly. <clears throat> That's basically kind of the point to this whole thing is that like, we're not always going to agree with what each other believe or what do we each other have to say about certain topics, but we should have the right to be able to say them, to be able to discuss them. But 
you know, you're seeing this increasing, you know, thing happening in culture where people are being canceled just because they say something that might be slightly offensive to maybe a minority of the population. And I, I kind of is probably the greatest concern to me is, is just the, the, um, just the freedom of speech that I feel like is kind of being squashed right before our eyes, basically. What is the, what is the whole setup with the, with, with a documentary? What is it that you're trying to, 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 to where you're trying to get with your documentary that you're making on the cancer culture and how do you get uh, the, 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 the standup comedy and, and, and link the standup comedy with something that's serious? Um, yeah, I, I would, I guess what my, um, my hope is, is just to bring more awareness to the issues. Um, I guess like the thing that concerns me the most is, um, that there's a lot of people who don't even really think that there's an issue that there's some people now, like I said, I'm trying to be open-minded with it. So I want there to be a dialogue. I'm not looking to, to create like an echo room or an echo chamber where I'm giving you the opinion that you should believe. And so I want to basically be able to provide you with all of the scenarios and the experiences of these co comics and be able to decide for yourself whether or not you feel like, was this a good thing or a bad thing? Um, and so a lot of the comedians, it's kind of like, it's interesting what we've seen so far. You know, some guys realize that there is a serious problem. Dave Chappelle being one of them. I mean, you guys heard the recent thing with his stand-up where he's just being roasted over it. Um, and used to, like, comedy was kind of like a per protected species almost. You know, it was like, they can kind of say, oh, they're just joking around. They're, I mean, that was kind of crass, but, you know, it's, what are you going to say? He's, he's a comic. You know, that's just what they do. And I realized that comedians are actually very smart people. Um, I know it's kind of funny to think that like, cause they, you think of them as more of the class clown, but when you really talk to a lot of them, you realize that they've got a lot going on upstairs, like philosophically, like they, that, that's why they're able to create these jokes because they're able to observe society and then they kind of see things that are happening and then they're able to take them and repackage them into something that, it's going to make us laugh because we all know that it's true. You know, they say certain things and we're like, oh, you know, that's funny because it's true. And that's a meme that's going around. You know, that's funny because it's true. And so I think that a lot of these comedians have they see a lot because they travel the country. And so they're you, you have like these areas of culture, like you have like, you know, culture as in the North American culture and even the worldwide culture. But then you get smaller and smaller and cultures vary as you get you know, more microscopic on a level. So when they're traveling to Detroit and they're also traveling to central Florida, they're not going to be able to use the same jokes. And so there's a lot of science behind comedy that people don't realize that it takes for a comic to stand on stage and realize, okay, this joke isn't landing. And, um, and they're trying to feel out the, the, well, good comics do this, the get bad comics don't do this. And that's why they're bad comics but they're able to read the room and they're able to say, okay, this is not working. Why? And then, so they are able to pivot. And to me, that shows a, a vast intelligence um, to be able to do something like that. I agree. And I think that having that connection with the room to read a room is really hard. It's, it's, it's very difficult. And I, I am good friends with a lot of comics in Cleveland, Ohio in that. And Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio and so it's kind of fun because like he does these stand-up shows down south of us and all that. But 
one of the things that everybody said was the minute COVID happened and everybody had to go to behind their computers, the comedy kind of fell away a little bit. It's they you're not able to read a room the way you could standing there with a mic and all that. And that's when cancel culture started to step in a little more. And I look at that as like, we're all behind a computer screen. I think people feel more comfortable being jerks is the best way I could say it, is they want to find that reason to complain. They're looking for that reason to be out there and find a reason to get that person upset with comedy. It's meant to be that distraction to laugh and bring attention to things that maybe weren't brought to the attention of others. Have you noticed that as this has gone on and you're making these films, you've had to watch what you put in your films a little bit more and change them because of cancel culture? Yeah, I think especially for this project, I'm trying to be sensitive to the comics that we are interviewing because they, they have careers and I'm not looking to destroy anyone's career. Um, again, I'm just trying to create more awareness and hopefully be able to allow these men and women to be able to continue their careers is really the big thing is like, you know, are these guys an endangered species? We don't really know yet. This, you know, I think, um, but I think you're right. I think definitely behind the keyboard, people are different. They're, um, they tend to be different people. Like you meet them, especially the ones that are like, <laughs> the ones that are introverted that don't really express themselves. I know you're not an introvert just from watching you. <laughs> so actually, I am. Like, I can really. I so literally after this show is done, I do a meeting with my team and then I have to be alone for 90% of the day. Wow. And it's I come out here to do this because I have learned that that extrovert personality that I have, I love to make people laugh. I'll put a onesie on. I don't give a crap. I'll go put my unicorn one on if you want, Chris. But the thing is, I always was the guy behind the scenes making everybody feel good. And when I learned that that was that this energy I put out really helps people be positive, I had to learn how to refill myself. And that's where the introverted part came in. And it sounds really weird, but the truth is I could do this and then shut down and not talk to anybody for the rest of the day. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I no, love that I, you put I, that out there. That's interesting because I, 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 I've noticed that a lot of times comics can sometimes be introverts, which is kind of strange because you see them acting a certain way on stage. I think uh, Brian Regan is one of them that has mentioned it on stage that he's not really good in smaller crowds. And <laughs> so it's very strange that they can get on stage in front of tens of thousands of people and turn on this personality that captivates people for, you know, an hour or so. So that is interesting. But yeah, like you, you have to kind of decompress. Like for me, being around people is what gives me energy because I'm more extroverted. But I do have moments of introversion. I don't think we're all one thing, of course. Like, you know, that would be kind of, um, I think it would be a boring world if we were all one thing. So we're not like monolithic in that way. But um, I think that, you know, I like being around other people. But for people like you, it sounds like uh, you, the energy is almost drained from you and you have to recharge by being alone. Is that right? Exactly. So like I come out here and like the pushups, like I, you, you saw me drop down right before you came in. Uh, I'm a Browns fan. So first off, right off the bat, you know, I'm getting made fun of like, and I'm on here going, I'm going to bet you guys that the Browns win this week and then they lose. And every point they lose by, I have to do 22 pushups to bring awareness to veteran suicide in the U S 
And wow. so I'm doing this to help, but like, oh my God, I don't want to be doing push-ups. You see the comments coming in. Everybody's like, Brandon, you sound like you're doing inappropriate things. Oh my God. <laughs> and I love that we get these jokes going because I would rather put myself in a situation to make everybody laugh, right. see that I'm doing something positive yeah. and then turn around and have some fun with it. And give you guys the chance to like, like my bet this week, we switched it. If the Browns win, I have to do push-ups. but if they lose, everybody who bet me on air has to do the push-ups. Oh, okay. So, so that way I really have a gut feeling they're going to win this week. And that sucks because that means I'm going to be doing more push-ups, even though I switched it. So, but that, that is why I do what I do. And at that time alone has spent a lot of time looking inside. And I know the comedians I've talked to, they like to, they'll be on stage and they can captivate an audience, like you said. But once they're done, they're like in the back and they want to go home. They want to get away from everybody. And I've noticed that's kind of how I am. And I didn't know that for years. I just kept being this outgoing, hey, how you doing? I'm the Browns guy. I'm Cleveland, blah, blah, blah. And just making people laugh. But it's mm -hmm. not that. I needed to be able to uh, reset myself so I can put that out here and give this every morning. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, you're hitting a great, a great topic. So, well, you know, I, I prefer conversation. I'm not here to kind of give a speech or anything like that. So I, I appreciate the, the feedback. Where are you at right now? Just curious. I'm in my house. You mean in, in <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to teach you sign language. This is asshole. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Chris. But like, what's what country are you in? How's that? Like, okay. Yeah. No, I'm in Central Florida. I'm I'm not too far away from Disney. Oh, okay. So, cool. Are you in Orlando area? Are you a Mickey fan? You know, it's funny. I was born and raised here, and I, I it's been at least 15, 20 years since I've even been to Disney. <laughs> I I get it. I, I just curious. <laughs> I'm a big uh, Mickey fan, big enough for everybody. So you don't have to be a Mickey fan. There you go. <laughs> Look at her hair. <laughs> Look at her hair today. You know, <laughs> she did that just because because you were on here. I'm guessing. It's the but. ears. It's the ears, so that I can hear you better. I I want to know. You've worked with so many big names. I mean, from South Africa, I watched that County Chopper where they built those things. Of all the 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 the, the um, famous people that you worked with, who has given you the best piece of advice? Hmm. That's a good question. I think probably it was a people don't know who he is, but he's been in the business for a long time as a producer. Um, he originally gave me the advice of he says make a make a movie. I was asking him. I was like, I, I want to get into film and narrative. Um, you know, I'm doing commercial now, but I'd like to kind of express myself through a narrative project. And he said, um, he says, what you need to do is make a feature film. And he said, even if it sucks, just make it. He's like, if, um, so that you can get over that like learning experience. And so that was probably some of the best, you know, advice, because I don't know if I would have made a feature film as quickly as I did, because literally about eight to 10 months later, I was working on my feature film after having that conversation with him. So, yeah. So quick thing, are you married or with anybody? Cause it seems like you have people when they go to Disney, they want to stay with you now, now that they know you're that close. <laughs> Just making sure we got like, a, she, Britt's a nice girl. She's really sweet. She'll cook for you. <laughs> She also has a tent from what I understand. So she'll camp out back, buddy. You don't right. just give her the backyard, you know, like. 
We got a big backyard, so yeah. There we go. Perfect. See, that way we create boundaries because you don't yeah, need exactly. that other stuff. Uh, I noticed a comment from one of our loyal vis- listeners, uh, Panda. And while it's long, I it's they're explaining how the mean jokes express, express themselves and make them feel more comfortable because making jokes that are off limits makes them feel different and off. Uh, off. And I... Oh, it's the wrong button. And I think that's what a lot of comedians do. And now we're pulling away from that. With you making this documentary, how do you see it affecting these comedians? Are, are you seeing less comedians, people want to go into the comedy room? Or are you seeing people just like like holding their jokes back? Or even the opposite. Are they coming at it even harder? And that, like Dave Chappelle did, his most recent one that he's getting ridiculed for a lot of people think it's going to get removed from Netflix because he, of uh, some of the stuff he said. And I laugh at that. I'm like, really? That's where we're headed? Right. So, like, what are you seeing being firsthand into this? Well, what's what's interesting is I actually heard 50s. How do you say it? 50 Cent? I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, Good enough. Not a young one. But uh, but I've got a 14-year-old son, so he would be able to tell me what it, how you say it. But I heard him being interviewed, and he was saying that, like, Rap is like one of the few places where people can still express themselves and not get canceled over it. And I, I was kind of thinking about that. And I was like, you know, that's interesting. So it's like almost like in, a, in a succession. It's like you have comedy. And if comedy falls, then what's next? Rap, I guess. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like one of those things where it's a never ending thing. It, it, it'll just continue until we all realize that we're handcuffed and we can't say anything mm. um, to anybody. And so, um, but I think that what I'm hearing some comics say is that they do pull back on some of their jokes because of it. They, there were jokes that they used to tell that they can no longer tell. Um, then I heard a comedian, uh, we were interviewing um, Jeff Allen and he was saying that um, he's been in business. He's been in the business for like since the seventies. And so, Jeff was saying that he got a really mean, nasty comment on one of his jokes. And he was talking about, you know, steward and, and uh, on a plane, plane ride. And he was kind of talking with an effeminate accent when he was delivering, I guess, him as a character and his joke. And someone was basically saying, well, why are you making fun of homosexual people? And he says, well, first of all, I never said he was homosexual. That was actually something that you added to the conversation. And I was just saying he was, you know, an effeminate person. And if you never seeing an effeminate guy on a flight and you don't fly enough. <laughs> Very true. Like, that's true. true. That's, that's true. so true. That's a good, and it, the joke lands and hits the hypocrisy of what they're saying. I, I like that a lot. Um, by the way, I apologize. Apparently there has now been a vote that they're having a viewer sleep over at your house. It's confirmed. Uh, Bob <laughs> wants to know if you have space for in your garage for Bullwinkle. That's his motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> and, and for as well. <laughs> so so is that in Africa, you're gonna come. She's I'm moving actually to the on US soon. Yes. How are you? Yes, I am. I've been working for two years. Um, and 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 it's almost we're almost at the end. We're almost there. We're what so you've you been seven. working on for two years. You uh trying to get that side because when I decided to go to to do that I want to come to America, it was like smack bam in the middle of COVID. <laughs> uh. And it's like, uh, and it's South Africa, the one that's on the list that nobody wants in their country. <laughs> I'm like, we're not that bad. <laughs> Just let me in, I promise. Yeah, so I've, I've got my my um, 
uh, visa appointment on the 25th of Jan. And then after that, I'll probably fly, fly okay. into America. Yes, yes. Very cool. Very cool. And very, I, I've very met several South Africans. You guys have a very distinct accent. We do. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It, 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 they say in South Africa, we speak English with an accent. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they call it. Because there's nobody yeah. here that can pronounce anything correct. And the Australians love to make fun of you too. <laughs> yeah, but we, love, we make fun of them as well uh, because we're better at rugby. <laughs> we beat them in the World Cup three times. There you go. Bragging right. You got it. it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite project that you've worked on in your career? Um, my favorite project. Um, uh, I worked on a cartoon one time, and it and it was like some people in um, the Caribbean wanted. It was like a television station in the Caribbean wanted some some content for their station, and. <clears throat> And so I asked the the guy, the kind of the middleman, if we could make a cartoon um, because I wanted to do some something with comedy in it. And and he was like, yeah, sure, you guys can do that. So we did we, we made three episodes. We only had three weeks to create three episodes. <laughs> that kind of tells you the quality of the, the cartoon was not real high, um, but it was basically one of the funnest things I ever worked on because it was me in a group of my friends and we wrote it and we voice acted it and it was just, we just had a blast. So that was probably one of the funnest ones that I've been on for sure. Sorry, I'm cheating and looking up more of your stuff while on my cell phone at the same okay. time. It's so Nobody knows who I am, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> fine. I, totally fine. If you were to do a cartoon, like you were saying, what is the ones you model yourself after? Are you like a family guy, a Bob's Burgers? Are you like, oh God, what is it called? Bojack, Horseman, stuff like that. I'm trying to think of other ones. I don't know a ton of them. Yeah, we took a few notes from Family Guy. Um, some of the cutaway gags is probably some of my favorite stuff in Family Guy. And what I think is kind of interesting with not just Family Guy, but also The Simpsons is that you can watch one of those episodes and you start thinking back on all the stuff that's happened in like a 20 minute episode. And you're like, dude, we've covered so much ground story-wise in this episode. I forgot we even, cause they'll do like a callback to something that happened earlier in the episode. And you're like, Holy crap. I forgot that was even in the episode. So I think that, that their ability to be able to tell a story and kind of hold your attention, even though it's only 20 minutes and tell such a small, and in such a small time, such a massive story, I think is, it's pretty cool. Rocky and Bullwinkle. I just saw that comment. You know, I watched Rocky and Bullwinkle a little bit, but um, as a kid, I enjoyed it. I think I liked Bugs Bunny more, though. I was a big Bugs Bunny fan. Me too. Animaniacs and all those things. That's what we grew up with. There's actually Animaniacs, a Mandela yeah. effect with the Animaniacs as well. I don't know if you've heard that one. He was singing the song earlier. Animaniacs. Was he singing it? And actually, that is a song that started as a 1970s, 60s, something like that. And it was on PBS and it was a lamb chop that was in a puppet sock oh, puppet that sang yeah. it. I knew I I'd get that. you. I remember I lamb chop. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's why I was like, oh, God, I could sing this song. Like, she's like, sing a song. I'm like, I could do this one. And then I, I made up uh, – uh, Bob is our guest on Fridays. 
Ilsa was like, fuck Brandon, I'm gone. Like, did you see that? How quick she did that? Like, jeez. <laughs> I, I did. I, I made fun of South Africa too much, I guess, you know? But she, uh, but we, Bob comes on and we have his song, uh, Get Your Motor Running. So Bob never wears pink. He's a Harley guy. His motorcycle is Bullwinkle. His, yeah. uh, his trailer behind him is, uh, uh, what's the girl's name? Whatever. It's, uh, Penelope is what I'm going to say, just because it goes with it. Um, and that's like, so that's how he makes these. He's a big Rocky and Bullwinkle fan. So that's fun. Um, Anima- Animaniacs was a great show. Yes. So have you noticed that even in the, like, and this is me, like, just thinking off the top of my head, my questions are like, whatever now, I'm having fun with you. <laughs> like with The Simpsons and stuff, a lot of people look at The Simpsons and you're in film. How do you feel about people thinking the Simpsons are like time travelers and they know like things because they had the Trump stuff. They've had all these other things. How do you feel on that as a videographer? I I think that I think that basically they're not they're not able to read the future, but they do understand culture. And that kind of goes back to that comedic observation side of things where they're able to just kind of basically take things that have happened and basically add them together and say what would be the possible outcome of this and i think that they're just accurate in in being able to read culture and i don't necessarily think that it was like a um i mean they got lucky with the escalator thing and i remember that blowing my mind when i saw that i was like what the heck dude that was like prophetic but um i think they got lucky in that but i think that for the most part you know or or maybe trump was trolling us all i don't know (laughs) Maybe he saw the episode and he was like, let's reenact that episode. He did. It came out later. It was a troll because in the Simpsons one, they drop one of the, uh, oh, the uh, sign. sign. And Wasn't they like had to keep... Yeah. And the sign that goes behind him that drops is done specifically the same way. Comes out later, whether Trump was behind it or not, his people were doing it. And okay. they set it up just like that. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That is yeah. crazy. Like so that, I, makes, I, that makes a lot more sense than rather than them just getting lucky. But yeah, I think I think this their ability to kind of read culture. Um, and I think that you look at um, South Park. South Park is kind of one of the another one of the, the the corners of comedy kingdom that is just like we don't really care. We're gonna do and say whatever we want. And I appreciate that about them. You know, I may not always necessarily agree with some of the things that they're saying. But like I said before, I it, I don't have to agree with what they're saying in order for them to be allowed to say it. So I, you know, if I can, it's if I can somehow protect them and their ability to say those things, then I I'll do whatever I can. And I, I'm hoping that this documentary will will play a small part. Uh, Fernando, great comment here, and the episode with the virus. Uh, did you see the South Park of the virus, uh, the yeah, pandemic? I didn't see that episode. No. Um, but what was it's, that about? Oh my gosh. It is probably one of the funniest ones I've ever watched. Cause I'm not at the biggest South park fan, but everybody kept talking about it. I'm like, all right. So because this is a cultural phenom and my parents seem to know about it, I should look into it, you know? Right. So I looked into it and it's all about the pandemic and it's everything going on, but they don't pick on one side, the right, the left, the all of that. They pick on everything. Right. And I think that's what makes it so funny because the minute you make one joke about like, oh, it's fake, oh, it's real, and like how polar opposite everything is and what they're yeah. fighting about, 
I think South Park does a great job of letting us laugh about these things. Have you, do you think that with cancel culture and then Elsa, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be quiet for you. Cause I'll do more pushups. Um, do you think every 20 minutes to 30 minutes, I have to do 22 pushups that, uh, to okay. get the, to do it. Gotcha. Um, do you think that with cancel culture that shows like the Simpsons, South Park, family guy, family guys, man, are going to be canceled in time because people aren't going to want to have the conflicting views as that would be the fighting of what it is and creating these types of conflicts. I, and that's kind of my fear. And that's kind of another reason why that I w I'm trying to do this, this documentary and hopefully people will get a chance to see it. Um, is that, yeah, I, you know, um, I'm afraid that that could happen. And, and it's kind of happened in a small, small way with a couple of shows that I really love one being community. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched that show, but that to me, that's like one of the funniest shows, man. Um, and so I'm, I'm a huge Dan Harmon fan. I think the guy, you know, he can be a little bit uh, depressed from time to time, but for the most part, I'm a big Rick and Morty fan as well. So, you know, <laughs> I think I love Rick and Morty and I, I love that they can get, oh, there you go. Nice. Pickle Rick. <laughs> Which is funny because like I remember when that episode came out, the Pickle Rick episode, and I'm like, this has got to be the craziest thing they've ever done. And and I'm thinking it's going to be probably a really big thing. <laughs> and then all these T-shirts, everything's come out, Pickle Rick. Uh, if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, uh, Pickle Rick's a good episode. Um, and so, but yeah, I think that um, Community had one, which was a, it was like actually my favorite episode, which was the Dun Dungeons and Dragons episode. You remember that one, Brandon? And so, like, yes. the, Dun the Dungeons and Dragons episode was probably one of my favorite episodes, and they took it off the air because um, Chang, the character, I can't remember the actor's real name, um, but he came, he's showing up as a dark elf, and he was basically, though they considered blackface, I guess, but he was, that wasn't even, now, they did make reference to it, you know, and in the actual show, kind of like saying, uh, that's not what this is. But that still wasn't enough for cancel culture. They wanted that taken out. So if you go to that season, you cannot find that episode anymore. They've removed it from Netflix. Now, I went in my in my moment of protest, <laughs> I went on Amazon and I bought that episode. And I'm like, you will not take this episode away from me. I will own it and I will be able to watch it when I want. <laughs> But how funny it is, is it that the best episodes are always the darkest? It's always the darkest episodes that you gravitate towards, like the things that may really go, when they say it, make you cringe. <laughs> and then those are the ones that, that right. was brilliant. It's yeah. always like that. Um, I, I saw, I saw, a, 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 I think it was on Facebook somewhere that they're going to make a, a, a real life movie of Rick and Morty. Do you oh, think really? that's a good, yo, do you think that's, that's a good idea? I don't know how true it is, guys. Do not believe everything you leave or read on the internet. But I did see it. So I was thinking, I don't know if it will will, will be as cool as the as as the Okay, so my daughter just comes in and she goes like that's the truth. They are making one. Oh my gosh. I hope they don't run it because like I just I love that show. Okay, I, think it, said, I think it's better as an animation. That's just my opinion. I mean, yes, you can do so much that more. will be my opinion as well. I don't think they will get the 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 the. the 
uh, magic that they've got in the in the um, animation, I don't think they'll be able to 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 pull that through on a movie. Right. Yeah. Yes, got, yes. Super meta there for a while, um, but I I really enjoy that that show specifically. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite cartoons on right now. Um, but I'm also into anime. But it, you know, I think that the thing that's interesting about anime, and it's not. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I think the humor in anime is kind of strange. Um, maybe it's like a tr translation thing. Maybe. I don't know. Yes. I think it's funny, though. Um, but I, I really enjoy anime for the stories. And a lot of the stories have a lot of um, really deep meaning to them. And um, and so I, I really like animation. I feel like animation is like a really good um, vehicle for for telling stories because you can do so much more with animation that you could never do in in real life and rick and that morty I, I don't know how that even play out to be honest with you um no i would like to go and watch it they say it's the grandfather from back to the future so he's a good character that can play uh, i think that can play the grandpa very well so that was actually based it off of originally to say again that's who they originally based the story off of. It was supposed to be Marty um, from uh, Back to the Future, and they switched it to Morty, probably just trying to keep from getting sued, be my guess. But, I didn't know that. But yeah, that's wow. probably why they're talking about casting him. <laughs> you see, in South Africa, we just watch the things. We don't bother to see where it comes from. It's like, oh, something new. Let's just watch it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, do you, do you have a question, Brandon? I just want to ask, mine will be, mine will be, it's a combination. <laughs> so mine is really quick. You said you got it off Amazon. Did you get the DVD, the Blu-ray or the digital? Because rumor has it that even if you own the digital nowadays, if it gets removed, they'll be able to remove it from your, if, unless you like download it and put it on like a backup drive or something. That's you know what I mean? That's so if you I left it in the your, digital, but yeah, I, I would go back and buy it again. And just so I can have the physical copy for sure. You get what I'm saying? That's all yeah, I wanted to ask. I will shut my face now, Elsa. I'm so sorry. Please don't kill me. <laughs> she trains sharks as a hobby. So oh, wow. please, no. Like, hold on. I do you want me to do the whole thing? I don't train sharks. <laughs> I do like She's in South Africa. So my way of introducing right. her is, you know, she, she slides down a giraffe in the morning out her window like Fred Flintstone and goes right into the water and she literally goes and teaches sharks how to be dolphins. Okay. All right, I'll shut up. <laughs> that sounds like a comedy. <laughs> so, yeah, great whites are prolific down there, right? They are. They are. They've got actually got shark, shark cage diving and all those kind of things along the coast. That's not something that I will do because I've never wanted to be in a cage and white sharks looking at me like I'm their dinner. I don't think that is something that will make me very happy <laughs> so a lot of other people do it but that's not something that i will do it's um, like a reverse zoo right like i mean the sharks are coming to to see the human exhibit because you're like in the shark you're in the cage they're not yeah so it's like a reverse zoo under the ocean it's like, like you guys want to go see all the humans come let's go <laughs> they dumped another one they dumped another one quickly come over here this one stinks like <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Elsa. You had a question. I just wanted to know what are some big names that 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 the, that you are featuring in your in your um, documentary, and where then where can we watch it, and when will it 
be be finalized to watch? Um, we're working with a very very small platform right now that's going to be airing it, and they're they're funding the project. Um, and um, I think it's rediscoveredtv.com, I believe. But um, we're going to probably look for distribution with this other platform. So they'll probably air it for a little while on their platform and then they'll probably distribute it if there's any interest out there. Um, it'll probably be done. I'm hoping it'll be done the end of first quarter um, of 2022, hopefully. So maybe the beginning of summer, somewhere in there. Um, so far, the biggest names it have been, um, well, Steve Byrne was a pretty big name. Um, that's how you say his name. I heard you saying you weren't sure how to pronounce it. Steve I Byrne struggle really with everybody's funny. names. <laughs> if, you, if you've ever actually listened to his, his comedy, he, he gets, I mean, he can say some stuff that's quite offensive. Um, but he was one of the interviews that was like, I don't care. I'm not adjusting my act to, you know, cater to these people. Um, and um the other uh jamie kennedy was the other one that we we interviewed and he was down here and what's interesting is like since we're here in florida we have uh side splitters which is like maybe 45 minutes down the road it's an a-rated club and so a lot of big names come through this area already so um we've gone we've traveled a little bit to go get interviews from people but um we're working on a couple. Actually, Dave Chappelle was on my list, and I was, I was like wanting to interview him about cancel culture. And then I saw something in Variety come out saying that he was also going to be working on his own cancel culture documentary. And then I started thinking about this Netflix thing, and I was like, mark my words, if it's true that he is working on his own documentary, he did that on purpose so that he had content for his documentary. That's my theory, at least. Um, I mean, he, he made like $50 million with Netflix for the three specials. I think he did for them. Was it only three? Um, so this is his last special and he's made his 50 million bucks. So he's just like, I don't care. <laughs> if you come to Ohio, I won't say that I can introduce you to Dave Chappelle, but I will tell you, I know his favorite restaurant that he eats at and exactly how to get to the town that he always goes to, oh. that he lives in. He is honestly probably one of the nicest guys too. Like he lives in a small town. I read that same article uh, in Vanity or something like that. My favorite, yeah. he's like, the white women in this town are the sexiest in the country. And that's why I stay here. And I'm like, that is hilarious. Like, <laughs> thank you, Dave. That made me laugh so hard. Uh, is there other comedians or non-comedians, like I'm going to have some fun with this, politicians even, that maybe you'd want to interview with cancel culture? Um, I, I picture like Anthony Weiner, like he's just the first name that came to my head. He's not a politician that's known for anything good, but like there's a lot of politicians that have had a lot of problems. There's a lot of actors. There's a lot of people who have written books. And cancel culture has been canceling a lot of different things because of differences. Have you thought of anybody other than a comedian that is that you'd want to interview as well? And what would be another comedian that you'd want to get on? That way I get two questions. <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, we had talked about like being a little more broad with it. And there is a I'm trying to remember the name of the, the documentary. It's on HBO um on the actual streaming service 
and I can't remember the name of it, but I started watching it the other night and it was like taking more of a broad approach to cancel culture. And it was talking about specifically how people have their lives ruined on social media in a matter of days because of cancel culture. Um, and they don't even really need to be famous really necessarily. It, they can just be, you know, out there doing living life. Um, and so, um, I think that, uh, we can't, we, at some point we have to start having a conversation about it. And I would really enjoy having a conversation with people who, who think cancel culture is a good thing. And that's the thing that we haven't been able to find yet. As far as interviews, I'd like to meet somebody, even if it was a comedian, it doesn't have to be a comedian, but then I, I was also thinking it would be interesting to have a comedian have a conversation with somebody in real life about cancel culture and, and them kind of have not necessarily a debate, but have a casual conversation about that. I think that would kind of be make for a fascinating discussion. Um, and so I, I think that the, the, to answer your the other question about who I would really like to interview, um, I, Joe Rogan has been, he was on our list as well. And what's interesting about him is that he kind of, he used to be a stand-up comic, also an MMA fight. I mean, you look at his career and he's done so many things, you know, and now his like, he made the sale to uh, Spotify for his, uh, for his podcast. And it's like, I don't know if they have him on a short leash, like if he, he would even be allowed to be on the, the documentary, even if he wanted to be, I don't know. Um, he's still saying things about the virus um, that I feel like are cancelable offenses, but he's still saying them. So Spotify, may, they may disagree with some of the stuff. I heard that they removed some of his um, actual past episodes when they brought his catalog over, which a lot of people were upset about. Um, and so he would be a really good interview because I think that he spans a lot of different audiences and a lot of different... Um, uh, he has a lot of the same kind of um, feelings about cancel culture that that kind of echo my own feelings. But like I said, it would be nice to have someone like him talking with a person who thinks cancel culture is a positive thing and a virtuous thing. That's the thing is like people thinking that they're doing society a, a service, that they're they're not trying to hurt people. They're just trying to um, teach people lessons so that they can become better, more well-adjusted humans, I think. Um, but I don't know why the, the, the idea that it's okay to destroy a person's career to teach them a lesson is okay, I guess. I guess I, I'm a little confused at that point because I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Yeah, for sure. Johnny Depp's a good example for 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 real. Um, I also I also wanted to read Panda's comment, so I'm glad you put it up there. We're in sync. Vibes are on, baby. The worst thing is when people get cancelled over tweets they've made years ago, when the social climate was completely different, and or when they were still immature teenagers and such. I agree with that. I actually don't feel like people should be censored in what they're saying, especially I think a lot of, well, all humans or 99% of humans use comedy to deal with things that are difficult. I mean, in South Africa, it's an ongoing thing. If something bad happens, it's like 10 seconds later and everybody's got a joke for it. I mean, they're raiding, they, they, they raiding in, in Durban. 
they they raid um, the shops and everything when they go in protest and set tires alight and it's chaos and everything and it's not two seconds later and somebody's got a meme up <laughs> that everybody can relate to. It's like you see which which meme is the best, which who can who can share the best meme. I mean, I think that I think right. that humor helps a lot with with things like that. And I really hope that your documentary opens up some eyes for for the people. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any other projects that you are working on at the moment, or are you only working on your documentary? Um, I'm working on a pitch for a sci-fi project. Um, we're working on um, yeah, a pitch for a sci-fi project is probably the most. We actually were working on a western that I wanted to film in like um, Montana. And, but we could, we had an investor for that and then COVID hit and the investor ended up, um, losing a big client. And so he wasn't able to, to fund the project, but, um, that's just kind of the way it goes. You know, I mean, you, you're working on things and you get pretty far down the road and then in the last minute things fall apart. Um, so yeah, I got a couple of things and then I'm also working on a, um, course to teach people how to make their first feature film. Um, and so I've been, been staying busy with that and trying to also build a YouTube channel. Um, and, and the YouTube channel is mainly for people who want to know more about filmmaking. It's not really an entertainment sort of channel. We talk about uh, how to write screenplays and those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, I think for the most part, you know, that's keeping me keeping me really busy. And then I've got commercial work that I've got going on, too. So. So, yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for having me on the show. I don't know if this is the end of my time or whatever, but. No, no, I'm sorry. You have uh, 15 more minutes if you don't oh, mind. Okay. Sorry. I, I was trying to pull all your stuff in so I didn't, like, not get your advertising in there. Brandon I want to make sure and, I got it. <laughs> yes. No, Brandon I and I, we have this relationship where we talk over each other. So, sometimes we either talk together or not, not one of us says anything. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry if you think your interview is over but it's actually brandon <laughs> i know oh, i was yeah. i was clicking buttons and i'm like come on open open i need to get back <laughs> and I'm, I'm i'm on mute and everything i'm like oh crap like it, it totally so sorry about that chris no, you're good. uh so with that i was looking at your website and this is where i was trying to set it up is i wanted to show everybody what you've done and the awards you've won uh like these were fun i had fun just like doing this and catching everybody's attention uh so your films here that you've won awards for uh the covet the covet 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 yeah the covet i kept wanting to call it the covenant and i knew that wasn't right yeah. um but like when you make a movie and all that what are some of the biggest struggles you have is it the writing is it the funding is it getting people to go see it like how when you make the movie you make how do you know that what your target audience is to be able to make sure you hit your points? Um, I think definitely it's always funding. Funding is always the thing that most filmmakers struggle with, unless they're just, they have a rich uncle or a rich daddy, um, which there are those people too that will just like, I, I know one person in particular and they were well, want to do like a period piece um, during colonial times. And their family owned a cattle ranch out in Texas. Mm. So they had as much money as they wanted at their disposal for that kind of a project. And so it was like, you know, but most of us, 
normal peasants don't have that. <laughs> I was right. raised with money. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> I 100% know what you mean on that. Ask Elsa where we talk about that daily. It's funding is one of the big ones. Um, yeah, you got to get creative. And I, and I think that that's the probably the biggest thing that I've learned through this is that that money doesn't solve problems. Creativity does. And um, so Preach. that's really what we have to remember when we think that like even not it doesn't even have to be a movie. If, it, you know, if your listeners are, are listening, they're thinking about whatever that thing is they want to do and that they think that they need money to be able to do. Probably you can do it. Uh, without it, without money, you just have yeah. to like get creative and, and try to figure out. Cause I feel like sometimes money, I've actually heard interviews with people in Hollywood that say that they had a budget and then the studio says, we'll give you more than you want for your budget. We'll give you like 30% more. And they're like, we don't want 30% more because what happens with films when they get to a certain level on budget and they've got a lot of disposable money is they'll just hire people for the sake of hiring them. And so then they have um, bloat, which is like people standing around, not doing anything. You also get, you also get too many cooks in the kitchen where you have, you know, a particular creative direction that they're wanting to go. But then there's like five other people that are like, I don't think that's a good idea. And so then you end up compromising the, the overall vision of the project just to basically keep the peace with these extra people that really shouldn't even be on the project to begin with. And mm. if there wasn't money to pay them, they wouldn't be there. And so they actually turned down the extra money and they said, no, we don't want the extra 30%. We just want what we asked for. Um, and that actually saved the, the project they felt like. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> money doesn't solve everything. That just cracked me up. Sorry, it was the comment. I'm I'm great at standing around and not doing anything. Someone should hire me already. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Thank good you, at that Panda. as well. Thank you, Panda. That was a good joke. Uh, that was. Panda comes with these one. Our audience tries to get me to laugh hysterically on air because I will lose myself. I'll just laugh and just start like just, yeah. Um, Elsa, <laughs> do you have a question or am I able to go? And I, I've got a question. In the industry that you are, um, in the entertainment industry and, and working with, uh, so I'm going to tell you something. We interview bands, South African metal bands, um, and, and, and we usually ask the guys the question that is in the industry, what is the one thing that they will change in the industry that, that they don't like what's going on now? What is the one thing that you will change if you had the, the means to change it? Something that's in the in the industry but that's not working properly um i feel like the biggest problem with the industry is nepotism i think there's a, a really big problem in in that because just because you you have people who work really hard they bust their tail they work on their craft they do everything that they need to be doing um, but in the end, you realize that you get passed over for somebody who daddy was an executive producer on the project or whatever. And that spot is then filled by somebody who's not qualified. Um, and so I feel like it, it, it is I actually saw a YouTube interview. I haven't actually had a chance to watch it. Um, Film Courage is the name of the channel. And they interview industry professionals. And this guy was talking about that talent doesn't always equal success in the film industry. 
And so it's all about, and that, there's a certain amount of that in every industry, you know, like it's all about who, you know, that's the saying that, that goes around. And there's just, there's definitely some truth to it, but I feel like those that have the ability to make those decisions, I wish they would make decisions that were good for the project rather than decisions that are just good for an individual or a particular person. Um, and so I, if I could change it, that would be like probably that would be one thing that I would change if I could. But I know that that's just the way it is. So you have to do what you can. In the perfect world one day. <laughs> have you ever made a music video? <laughs> yeah, actually, that video, uh, the, the picture on the front of my website was a music video. And it was actually a comedian that was doing it. It was a spoof um, that he was doing. And um yeah, we did that one, and then we did another one for him. That's Donnie. Donnie's actually with me on this cancel culture project, and he's helping me to set up all the um, the comedians. That's actually why I've gotten access to a lot of these comedians is that he, since he's a working comedian, that this is something that I've learned that if you're a working comedian, you can work. We can pretty much reach out to any other comedian and say, "Hey, I'm a working comedian." Do you have a few moments for me to tell you about this project I'm working on? I'd like three to be a part of. Um, and so classic Donnie. Um, but yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, uh, I did that music video for him. And then I did another music video. Those are really fun to do because I feel like music videos, you can kind of get away with a lot, a lot like creative, like it doesn't need to make sense. You know what I mean? Like it can just be whatever. Right. Um, so that's a pretty cool um, genre for self-expression for sure. So, so I wish there was more opportunities to do those kind of gigs because there used to be a lot of money in them back in the 80s and 90s, and then they just stopped paying out as well. I mean, they're still getting done, but the number of, of, of projects that are available, the big, big artists that are actually able to pay well are very few and far between. Mm -hmm. and you kind of run into that nepotism thing that I was talking about. You can get tons of bands who want to do a music video. They just don't have any money. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, that seems to be the theme with a lot of businesses, you know, like (laughs) no matter what industry you're in. So Chris, we end every episode speaking positivity out to everybody. Uh, So what we do is we give a positive affirmation, something as simple as hold the door for somebody and don't expect the thank you to, pay for the food for the person behind you in the drive through line to Ilsa, your hair looks just like Minnie Mouse today. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but they, we do all these different types of things and Ilsa is going to show us how it's done. Okay. I'm going to finish my push-ups and do my last 22 push-ups because I want to die. And then <laughs> after that, I will come back and give my uh, goodbye. So please take a minute on your goodbye, Elsa. And then Chris, you give us the final one of the day. Okay. And oh, Chris, what do I need to make a cheap but good music video? Chris. What do you need? Um, music. I was a while ago, creativity. I mean, if you've got a lot of creativity, um, I think that um, a decent camera helps, but it's not 100% necessary. I mean, you can you can still get pretty good results out of a, a cell phone. I mean, cell phones have come a long way in terms of of cameras and stuff. Um, so, but I would say that um, you would probably need um, to. I would probably pick a theme. So, whatever your music video is going to be, I would pick a theme, and then once you've decided on a theme, 
that helps to kind of drive the sh types of shots that you're going to get. So if it's, um, actually I just got done with a music video for a, um, a guy who plays in a, like a more of like a Americana bluegrass kind of band. And, um, and we, you know, the song itself, the lyrics and that kind of thing helped to dictate the story. So we kind of built a story using the lyrics visually. So normally what will happen when you're doing like a music video is you'll have like this, you'll want to try to like do things that are he's saying at the moment of the story. So if he's like talking, you know, doing the lyrics and then you say, oh, he says a red Ferrari, then you're like, we got to have a red Ferrari. And it's like, so like you don't want to be too on the nose with how you're telling the story because you let the lyrics do that. And then you do okay. like kind of an impressionistic of those lyrics rather than a dead on storytelling. And so it has to kind of feel uh, natural. And um, I don't know if that helps. Does that help? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it does. It does. I think it gives a lot of information on how to do it. All I heard was get a red Ferrari. So that made me happy. <laughs> I said, oh, yes. It will match my dress. I've got a dress on today and it matches a red Ferrari. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Elsa, show us how to do the takeout. And thank you for that last one. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it is Thursday. It is one sleep till fuck it Friday. Yes. Oh, fuck it Friday. Sorry, but I didn't use my F word. Um, uh, 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 yet. I can use my F word on a Friday. Today has been interesting and 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 you guys are only starting with your day now so keep your eyes open for blessings and 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 as as brandon said just uh be kind be courteous be friendly just do something for 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 someone that you don't usually do um and you will see how it will empower you and make your day just amazing so when you wake up wake wake when you stand in front of the mirror, because you're already all awake, I hope. When you stand in front of the mirror this morning, just say that I am amazing and I am worthy. I am worthy of all the beautiful things that are going to happen in my life today. So I've got a card for today as well. And it says, request the best. And I think this is perfect. It says, you have paid your dues and you have earned your upgrade. Request, accept and appreciate the best life has to offer. Don't settle for less. Request the best. Go out and have an amazing day. That was very well said, Elsa. Thank you for that. Um, wow. What a great episode. Uh, first off, Chris is awesome. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught that. The Rick and Morty was the thing that hooked me and made me be like, this guy's cool as hell. Uh, so make sure if you did not get to listen to the show, that you turn around and you give it a listen later today because truth be told there was a lot of wisdom there and he's doing some great things so give him a subscribe and a follow um as for today i don't know if you guys could hear but it's thundering behind me it is almost dark as night outside right now and that usually is a sign for a lot of people where mental health issues start kicking in. They don't like the clouds. They don't like the darkness. They don't like feeling like that. And the rain is cold. It's miserable. It makes you feel like crap. And the truth is there's a lot of people out there that are living with a rain cloud over their head. And you just sending a message out today that says, hey, thank you for being you. Thank you for being an umbrella, uh, an umbrella in my life. I hope I can do that for you. 
be that love, be that compassion that you want to see in others. Because the truth is, without you doing that, you're never going to get it back. And don't expect it back. Because that's the thing where we fall short. Give freely, love passionately, and always be open to what the world can bring you. Thank you, guys. Is my Chris? Oh, yeah, buddy. You're up. <laughs> I'm just thinking about what you just said. I'm like, oh, that was really good. <laughs> oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you, buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say today I'm going to give you guys a, um, a task to do today, which is get out from behind your keyboard and have coffee with somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and um, ask how things are going in their life. Um, I think that sometimes we can get a little isolated. And I think, like we said earlier, that cancel culture is kind of fueled by this isolation. And mm. I think that when we, like technology is good to a point, but it can only be, it can't be like how you live your life. It has to be the face-to-face -face moments is the, the, these, the moments that are going to stay with you for a lifetime. And so don't cheat yourself from those meaningful relationships that you could be having with someone over a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, whatever you're into, a beer. Um, so I think that um, just get out from behind the keyboard, interface with somebody else, hug them. Human contact's always a good thing. You cannot, like if you're alone and you live alone, you need to, you got to have moments where you're, you know, even if it's another dude, I know that's not, it's kind of weird to say, but if it's another guy, there's something about giving somebody a hug in a, in a, you know, appropriate way, of course, but giving somebody a hug, um, as long as they're okay with it, <laughs> make sure that they say that it's okay. To <laughs> um, but I say that, you know, enjoy that, that, that physical contact with other humans, because that's going to be the stuff that will help, help you stay, stay aligned with what you're doing. I'm in the background making faces like, no, nah, give him the inappropriate hug. Poor Chris is watching me go, no, give it a little I don't squeeze. Get YouTube, you know? Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, squeeze his butt, make him inappropriate, make him feel why you love him, you know? Like, I totally was making things in the back. I felt so bad because I saw you laugh and I'm like, shit, I need to stop. Like, make so sure guys, you do the hug, you do it for five seconds too long. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend, he gave me a hug the other day and he, he's a, one of my best friends and he hugs me and his hands are behind me. And we were making jokes about the two pet, you know, like that means I really don't want to be hugging you. <laughs> so what he did is he actually hugged me and he had both his fists and he made a heart on my back and he goes, I love you brother. And walked away. <laughs> and I'm like, as much as I hated and love that, I don't know what to say back. Like, right, I love you yeah. too. Like, thank you. Like, so guys, once again, go subscribe. Chris, you're welcome back anytime, man. We will be making sure to send you these uh, Spotify, Apple, all the downloads. We'll be sending that in a little bit. Uh, make sure we include the marketing. Please don't hesitate to share with your community because you're about that light and that positivity just like we are, and we don't want to see you get canceled. So, guys, help us keep spreading this positivity, and let's change the world. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you guys.